0: About and runs, and I don't know why. I'm trying to stop it. I I think know, I'm just going to lower this and it'll play the whole thing. Okay, we, we're rolling, Mike. Now this <laughs> we, we got some really great people, a great guest, but before, I'm excited, Dennis. I have my first sponsor, but. Not really. He's not paying, paying me. I just want to pretend. I want to seem like one of the big boys mm-hmm. in podcasting, mm-hmm. by right? pretending I have a sponsor. Basically, I'm going to plug what he does, and maybe he'll give me a sample. <laughs> now, late in life, I, I never did pot... Because, I you know, the connotation, potheads, like Cheech and Chuck, hey, dude, man, <laughs> I wasted my life away. But then I'm in middle-aged, and, and, and the stigma's away, and someone said it opens up your mind. I thought it's like, hey, and and um, I've tried it, and when you're drunk, you're just drunk. But when you're high, you're not in the real world. It makes mm. it where... I like that where it's all that hippie stuff we're all one we're connected yeah. and I, I like it so I did this other podcast and Gino from Speedweed was giving out samples and and <laughs> that he's like the what are those, those crack guys in the, the inner cities that give out the crack and, and get you to yeah, do, do the stuff have, so he yeah. gave free stuff <laughs> and I tried Advan, I tried uh, Xanax, and I'm hung over the whole next day. But I never could be a guy. I have a wine, you know. But uh, I'm 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 liking it. Okay, so this is the plug, and maybe we'll get free stuff. I'm giving Dennis oh. Christopher a book, my last copy of my hardback of maybe we'll have. I'm you holding
1: back. it up so they get a good shot of it, <laughs> a good audio
0: shot, because <laughs> the paperback is coming out September 21st. So you have my no, there's no camera. Oh yeah, he's flipping the pages, no. and so there's so there's this thing called speedweed where you call up, and they bring. But 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 it's for neurotic people. Amber Tozer. I'll say your name <laughs> earlier because I listened to the last podcast, and twenty minutes into it, I said who Amber Tozer is. Oh, so you I, always do that. All right, but I'm I'm gonna try to get better. Right. I'm learning, and um, so. You could say, "Hey, I want to. Ha- I have trouble sleeping, but I want to have artistic dreams." And they're patient. Well, one woman wasn't very patient. She's not there anymore. She, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, because of you we let her go. Because
2: of me? <gasps> oh. Oh, I hate wait. to be that guy. You went.
0: <laughs> nah, no, he on fire. You got stoned and you fired. Did you a woman? write a
2: Yelp right review about her?
0: No, no. I, when this problem, was, I text <laughs> Gino. I said, "Hey, you know uh, they brought the wrong thing or uh, things uh, like that." So. Right, Gino?
3: Yeah, and we're very quick to fix it. Customer service matters. Uh -uh.
0: Yeah. So it's it's funny because, no, you could say they have a website, but you could say... I want to, you know, sleep better, but I also want to be artistic and this. And, mm. and they really—they tell you what this is good. Take an edible. Take this. Yeah. And and also it's funny because it's like it was like ordering Chinese food because there's a minimum. And one time I said throw this in. Then they call me back. Oh, you didn't reach the minimum. I said throw in a diet coke. So, you know, I said <laughs> why throw in anything? And Gino, the only thing I'm upset about is you said I'm a VIP and I get these thirty-dollar VIP bags but i heard everyone gets that bag.
3: uh well everyone that you know probably gets that bag if if it's someone who knows me personally they get put on the vip list okay so uh everyone gets a free edible bag with every order you get um uh three of them but you should also be getting uh, a free uh, joint uh huh. Well, um, yeah. Which uh, probably com- comes
0: with it. See, Dennis, this is your extra gift if you're interested. I'm Dennis- flabbergasted. You,
2: in the, you, no, this is, is the
0: best gig I've ever had in my life. What? Go on. No.
2: Oh. Are you? Do you smoke weed? <laughs> yes. Ah. Oh,
0: and and again, it had this stigma of like you know people who wasted their lives. I have no guilt because I'm became more than 50 and I go, it's not, you know, I go, look, I tried, I did an independent movie. I wrote a book. I'm did the best I can. I never went to Hawaii. So, so when it's working right, I feel I could be in Hawaii. It could be any place. I'm George Clooney. I'm everyone. I'm mm. people who suffer in Sudan. We're all the same. So when, it, again, it's not just hey, dude, it's, it really opens yeah. your mind up and creativity. And, and I get enlightenments, that come in visual forms. Like the other night I was doing it, and I pictured my neurosis, then there was an image of me turning down volumes. Okay, turn that volume down, Fred, like switches. Mm. All right, so
3: you're you, uh, Speedweed, L.A. Speedweed, right? Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when I met Fred, um, he mentioned that, uh, you know, he thought that, Maybe it could help him, but he had some strange experiences in the past uh, with edibles specifically that we I tried to address with him and say, don't be afraid of what your past experience was. Let me try and cater the experience to you now so we could really figure out what will help you instead of uh, hamper you.
0: Well, no, the bad experience was the 80s when... Either I'd get sore throats. I tried, or yeah, bad. But now it's more sophisticated. You have different brands. Like this mm-hmm. is if you if you have pain in your elbow, you know, for
3: like. Well,
1: you know, though in the eighties they were spraying stuff,
3: yeah, on pesticides. all the
1: grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pe- what was it? Pequot? What was it called?
3: I don't. I, I don't remember uh, and it gave, the name, but.
1: it made it nasty. It made it taste bad, and it gave you weird reactions. And it was very, since it wasn't semi-legalized, as it is here... there was no controlling of it. There was nobody over giving any oversight to it. So you would just buy a bag of grass, yeah. and it would be anything. Right. You know and it, sativa, Indica. Now it's you hybrid, know what It's what this. Is. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it now they can really fine-tune yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, and so you have everything. It's a difference between if you get if you drink a lot of Jack Daniels or you drink a lot of tequila. They're going to give you two different heads uh, completely. So, I mean, why wouldn't we do the same thing, especially yeah. with the different strains? And I
0: love when fact, I call up. They go, do you need a medicine for this? You, and it is medicine. Mm-hmm. Is medicine? The kind
4: though that doesn't make, that makes it so you're not like everyone's on to me. That's what happens. Par- yep. guys. Uh, everyone, that, yeah. everyone knows so, I'm a so, fraud.
3: So yeah. paranoia is one of, one of the negative side effects for you. So we can cater uh, your experience by figuring out what is the better strain for you. So uh with paranoia, um, it can go two different ways. Yeah. Some people who have paranoia want. um Uh, Indicas because that kind of just gives them a couch lock, a body high. I love the body high. Couch lock, you know, uh, which is also (laughs) giving you a lot of your medical properties. Couch lock, Um, (laughs) the that that CBD which is in. Heavy in an indica will uh, give you those anti-inflammatory properties and uh, help help to sleep and things like that. Now sativas are typically used for creativity, uh, creativity, euphoria, yeah, energetic things like that. So um, so it's really we would have to. Have you try both to see if you are still paranoid on hybrids. one or the other? Um, but most people, who how, about, have paranoia, don't smoke indica. Yeah, how it, about don't go out in public? It, yeah,
0: how about don't go out in public? Yeah, it's uh, so, okay. So let me get.
2: Uh, how about don't smoke it if it's like.
4: That's what I do guys. <laughs> okay
3: well I, I'd like to I'm say one one other thing going going, going, going back to the now. yeah going back to the uh, 80s and and previous to uh, medical uh, marijuana um, you could have been smoking DDT on it you mm-hmm. don't know because mm-hmm. yeah, you never know. know where it was come from yeah. everything we have is lab tested so you could see that the results are zero heavy metals in what you're smoking zero pesticides um, you know no mold these things are important um, you can't see mold most of the time when it's on, on uh, Uh, Plant plant material um, or marijuana. So if you're smoking that mold, that's going to give you lung trouble. You know, (laughs) you can't. I've I've. Do you
2: you have oils? Do you have a? -hmm. We do. Do you ever have parents with kids uh, with special needs who come to you?
3: Absolutely, and I'm treating currently uh, a few very high level celebrities, uh, their family members (laughs) who have um, stage four cancer. Uh, epilepsy, um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, um, and uh, that's both children and adults. Now, the people who are treating their children are in a unique situation because if a child is not allowed to have their recommendation. So it's the parent that has the recommendation, and it's their choice whether or not they're going to medicate their child because they are taking their own risk that way right it, a legal risk. i've I,
2: heard i've heard great things about it with that i with tell you children uh, well, especially
0: well, do you, do you, do you, i've had I, I like the edibles because i'm not in the real world and but i've had some crazy experiences but i tell myself you can't no one ever died from edibles or pot and then i feel better Mm-hmm. So so it's all good. So
3: thank you, Gino, for coming. Thanks,
0: Gino. So, Thanks, so that was sort Gino. of a sponsor. Speedweed. I
3: felt like a real. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're happy to uh, to sponsor and and since Fred is my patient, I'm <laughs> able to do, <laughs> donate yeah. to him uh, medicine, and that's how we do. And you have programs you. where. Doctor, yeah. you...
2: how can people find you? Or...
3: Well, it's easy to find us. We're at speedweed.com. Right. Uh, you know, we do a lot of media. So we, uh, I was on the front cover of uh, GQ in July. Whoa. Uh, um, I've done HBO, Vice, ABC uh, yeah. News, uh, NBC Power. I, this I told
0: this story before. You sponsored something at um, the Comedy Store, mm-hmm. and I never. And you had all your joints, and it was only stragglers hanging out trying to get free joints because they were <laughs> porno stars. And I never thought I'd be the guy putting free joints in my pocket. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I really think I, I I earned it. I have no guilt because, like, I've been trying. I try to do things. It's not like, hey, I did weed. My whole life, I have no guilt, so uh, I think it's a good thing. Well, thanks, I appreciate it, and I, I love being part of part of
3: the uh, show.
0: And this will be a different show because usually he's on things with strippers and porn, and they spit at each other, bro. This is character <laughs> actors. <laughs> this is highbrow. Yeah, this. is So let me introduce before we get to Dennis Christopher, who I love. Now, Sean Sweeney is an actor, but he. Okay, I, I know I should make you feel more welcome, but he's worked at Amoeba and he's worked at Rocket Video and he's one of those kind of bully video yeah. store guys. Yeah. B- b- where he he'll like have the stack of you don't want that or mm-hmm. oh that and you know
4: what I mean? I've seen that. You were like almost a snob video store guy. A little bit. I always say like, you know, I'm a movie nerd but not a Doctor Who or Star Wars nerd. I'm more of a Kramer versus Kramer kind of movie mm. nerd you so you know, know you like know. Breaking Away movie mm. nerd you know mm. yeah
0: no, so you know everything like he even knew the movie Bless the Beast and Children I read the book yeah you know remember that movie mm-hmm. with Miles Chaplin oh. Bill Mummy
4: all these 70s Bill movies yeah, yeah. so, made so me why bold. are
2: you a bully like if somebody's trying to pick out I'm, you're a, like, I'm, you're I'm not, not a, bully. a
4: bully. no no but he would just I'm less this. passionate though no. now than I used to be I'm kind but, uh, of beaten down by the system. I'm just letting the people have what they want now. But
0: he used to be like at Rocket was more an intimate video store like he'd have stacks and go... No, that's not his best one, or pff, you don't know, or <laughs> if you know know say I mean. so,
4: I guess so, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you knew the I, I am, yeah, 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 but I I'm definitely opinionated. I, I love that. When
1: you used to go into a video store and you're looking for something and you don't quite know what it is you want, and you su- stumble upon somebody like you, yeah, who yeah. knows what you want. Yeah, no,
4: <laughs> and well, and knows, I know what I want you to want. I don't know if you want it.
1: <laughs> but so I, thought I, you'd I like be, a
4: recommendation.
1: Me I too, really especially do. when
2: I'm like, I don't know. Especially if I don't like, know
1: anything about
2: that director or that genre or anything. When you even are at a restaurant, like, yeah, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, yeah.
4: yeah. Totally I, oh, oh. Like it's um, um,
0: it's almost like it's, you know the bookstore when you have the recommendations from the people mm. who work there. Mm-hmm. So did you have a section yeah, where we you had stuff? Yeah,
4: yeah. And you'd have the cool stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty man. I mean, like, Annie Hall's probably my favorite movie of all time. Uh-huh. The Godfather, Kill a Mockingbird. So you're not that uh, yeah. obscure. I mean, I, I know that stuff, too. But, you know, that's definitely... So I'm, I love you know, the 70s. Yeah, 70s is my That's why I thought it'd be good for you to be blah, here blah, blah. with
0: Dennis Christopher, who one of the reasons I, I want you here is because... Now, this little podcast, um, the, the few comments that I like is when people go, you have humanity, there's humanity... You know, we had Robert Foster who mm. had such, you know, such you know who he is? Yeah, I do. He was in Jackie Brown and he was had a resurrection after a little lull in his career and and I had bumped into you at the improv, then I came upon breaking away and go, You Dave Stoller that was his character, who's humanity? You just um Everything about you, and I go, Oh man, I again, I, I've talked about Treat Williams a million times. I usually don't like cocky, you know, confident people, but him in breaking away, oh, the, I get goosebumps. I said it a lot with those four characters and, and you, and oh God. So, and, and not only that, you, um, God, Chariots it's a fire
4: um, movies. <laughs> you, oh, you would you would know that or I can't get on DVD. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Like, well, a big film that was huge when I was a kid was Fade to Black. Mm-hmm. Out of print now, very rare. Yeah. People ask about it a lot. Um, yeah,
1: I don't know why they don't reissue that because it really—it's got
4: a big cult it's following.
1: flawed, but it's really still an interesting character and an interesting movie. Begs for a remake. Yeah, um, with better technology of course and um, and a little bit bigger budget than we have so the film clips could be better of yeah. the, um, the, the So characters.
4: young Mickey Rourke I believe was in the, that. That's for his first movie. Yeah. Do you know about that one Amber? He plays no, like a he plays about? like a movie nerd. So guys like me all loved it when we were kids. A movie nerd who's obsessed with horror movies and stuff and then starts no, killing people just no, 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 no. Yeah, what is yeah, it yeah, I forget.
1: That's sort of how it was when I got the script it's, 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 it's somebody who's a movie fanatic who is, uh, he's beaten down and used by everybody that he sees. Everybody pushes him around and bullies him around. and like All
0: me. Of that kind of stuff. And that's why you it's bullied like, the customers yeah. back. Like, that was maybe. my place. So yes.
1: one night he accidentally, someone dies in front of him. He could stop it, but he doesn't because it looks exactly like one of his favorite movies. And he gets a rush when this happens that he's never had in his life of power, of... The opposite of how he's lived his life by being beaten down and bullied all the time. So the opposite of that. And he loves it and goes a little bit crazy. Then the next time it happens, he accidentally causes someone to have an accident and rather than help them, he finds himself sucking on this girl's neck (laughs) the blood out of her neck that's a full moon is you've got to see how it transitions up to it's not like tuesday i'm going to start killing people you know what i mean it's not like that it's a slow build i tried to make it that way um and uh i think if you watch it with that sensibility you'll love this character because he's really interesting the way he the way he is before after the power and then when then towards the end and there's a climactic scene on the top of Grumman's Chinese Theater, a shootout, which you'd never get the permits to do nowadays. We had the whole uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard blocked off and cameras on the top of uh, 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 the Roosevelt across the street. And it was pretty fantastic.
2: Does does he, is he involved the scene? The you bad know, stuff that's happening, does he cause it?
1: He no, in the beginning no. It's just everybody's taking a crap on this guy. But he starts to feel like a man or he starts to feel powerful, like these images in the movies that he loves so much. Right. Oh so And he watches movies on real to real. It's it's sort of the I last, wanna see this.
2: It's sort of it a, sounds great. It's the last
1: movie before
4: video is
2: so it so you can't get it anywhere
4: but it's that's out of print you probably could you, pay a hundred bucks or something and get a copy no, on amazon you or something Pay eight dollars and it, get a
1: get a copy on amazon
4: I okay all right this answers yeah. a question um somewhere <laughs> I, I, in that I don't range. Know, <laughs> yeah. but, so, but it is out of print and rare yeah. and we get asked about it a lot and it's not oh, a, and, doing, and we don't ever have it it's not a double feature with a movie too but that's out of print i think so
1: yeah um <laughs> What's the great monster magazine? Monsters, uh, famous monsters. Yes.
0: Famous monsters of filmland. Yeah, yeah, I remember doing that when I was a kid. a big kid.
1: special because it's 30 years of of uh, fade to black. Now this is ends- So they're doing a big special. About it. they did a big interview with me. They're gonna do a whole thing. I keep saying, put one of the monster Erics on the cover because the makeup of that movie was so fantastic. Because he would impersonate people. He would impersonate the Mummy, Dracula, and then he would. Set up these revenge fantasies where he would cast the other person, who was a victim in the movie, he would put them in the victim, and then he would dispatch them, a la the movie. It was this so before when he a- did go crazy. He did start to reenact movie uh, murders, like they were in the movies. But they were always the rotten people that got killed. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: because you gotta still like him. And then of. he
1: falls in love with this girl that he. was the, the girl? And he makes into Marilyn Monroe. Her name. She's a wonderful actress. She's only done about four movies after she. And then she left the business. She moved back to Australia. Her name is Linda Carriage. She might be making films in Australia right now. I shouldn't say she left the business. She.
4: This she, was your follow-up to Breaking Away. This is yeah. That's why I
1: did this movie because. You know, because I next, such a know, I was the boy next door in Breaking Away. I'd done the boy next door my whole friggin' life. I wasn't really young like I was in that movie. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I knew what I was doing with my career. I knew where I was going. And I made a bunch of movies before Breaking Away as, uh, you know, the second guy, the third guy.
0: The How best. did you go from, I was looking at your credits, those parts to the lead of a Peter Yates movie, an Academy Award
1: nominated movie to know. being the star of it? Um, n- n- not exactly sure. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of like a, on a bit of a short list because I, I had done two movies for Robert Altman. I worked for Jim Bridges. Uh, do you remember Jim Bridges? You yeah, would. of course. Yeah. And they uh, did that uh, James Dean yeah. film. Yeah, and I was in that. So uh, you, What Robert Altman movie? Uh, a Wedding and Three Women.
0: Three Women with Sissy Spacek? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, I loved it. And who was the other, the two other Shelley women? Duvall won she, Best yes. Actress at Cannes for that. Uh, yes, yes. And, oh,
1: God forgive me. Uh, oh,
0: Geraldine there, Chaplin? Oh, I'm an no. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um. Janice Rule. Uh,
4: yes. Janice Rule. I remember loving A Wedding when I was a kid because that had a movie nerd kid in it, I remember in a wedding those I remember there's a kid running around like have you seen frogs with Ray Milan the little kid with yeah, the camera all I remember the time. loving yeah, that my kid cousin. yeah
1: I was the epileptic in that
4: yeah. movie
1: the one that was really in love with my sister the bob used to say you and her are the only love affair in this movie she's not in love with her husband she's in love with you with her younger brother cuz we were like the same age Well since
0: Amber never saw breaking away let's give the oh, the, mm. the
1: thing with that is is uh I was I was this kid and I had a good So rep. you were like I Dave Stoller. Stoller, I always... So they called <laughs> me in. And they called me in. Okay, you're talking to mic. Oh, they called me in at the beginning of the process. Uh-huh. And they had four kids, four guys come in every half hour to read like three scenes from the movie. And we weren't given a script. We weren't given anything. There was no idea that this guy was even the lead of the movie on our wow. part. So I went in, I read, and they had seen me in a wedding. Uh, when Peter Yates and Steve Tessich were finishing the last draft of the movie. And um, they wrote Danny Stern's character, Cyril, with me in mind. So they never were going to cast anybody else. They just had me come in with three other boys when we were done the three boys would go I would stay three more boys would come in you know for the three parts well no they had already cast me in the part when I walked in they said we're going to have a great time in Indiana so you didn't know you were the lead of this movie no I'm going no I'm thinking they gave me the part of Cyril no one's ever given me a part except Bob Altman just like that Uh and afterwards Tarantino of course but um, I was usually used to fighting for every scrap yeah. that I got. And These people are saying we're gonna have such a good time, and grown men are hugging me and stuff, and I'm going. Well,
4: I don't even know these. Guys. You know what? Do you know who some of the actors were who did like with Timothy Hutton or Tom Cruise or any of those guys up I for it? I've
1: got to tell you, no, that would have been Tim and I were the same. were in the same age thing. Around, I can see that yeah, around you
3: breaking away
1: time, but I don't. Yeah,
4: no, I was. Or just to Mark yeah. Hamill or whoever, you know? Yeah. Oh,
1: well, both of those
4: guys. There's, a,
1: I don't like to talk about
4: things you didn't get or things sure. you almost got. Or oh, I. Uh, but Timothy and that's Mark. all I have to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, well, the things I didn't get.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's particularly good form but you know we all get close so
0: when did you realize the magnitude anyway they had me
1: come in and it turns out this kid that was reading for Dave Stoller is late is like 10-15 minutes late so the people are backing up in the office because they don't have like one coming in to read with you they have three coming in to read with you so there's tons of guys kids out there and they said Dennis will you do us a favor we just read the part of Dave so we can keep these guys going out you know you'll read Cyril and Dave and we'll just have two people in so I said sure I I was in shock at this point I didn't know what was happening I read the scene like once before I came in it was like a cold read so I said sure okay the guys that were hugging me all right. (laughs) you've given me a job already sure you know you want me to empty the ashtrays too I'm I'm available so (laughs) they say uh, so I read it and I get to the Italian bit and I start fucking around because I lived in Italy. I'm not as young as they think they are. I had a life beforehand. In fact, I'd worked for Fellini in one of his films. So I started having a good time, and they're looking at me like, what's going on? What's going on? So then the rest of the day, I read Dave Stoller, Dave, who turned out to be the lead. I never knew it was the lead when we were doing it. In fact, when they told me that's the part that I'd gotten, and they sent over a script, I told my agent I didn't want to do it. Why? Shaving the legs, they singing, the opera. It seemed like he was a cartoon. He didn't seem like a real person on the page. He really didn't. I didn't know why these other three boys were friends with him. I thought they would have beat the shit out of him, (laughs) left him by the side of the road, you know what I mean? He was just too weird and too odd. You brought such humanity to him and empathy. Well, they had conceived the character. We had shot... uh, whole day. I was late from another movie, so I got there three weeks late. They'd shot everything they could without me. They'd rehearsed the other boys. The studio wanted to fire me, having not seen me on film at all, saying, get the next guy, get the next guy. So I go down there. I finally go down there red eye, I'm mumbling about what I think the character should look like, and they're just doing that whole Hollywood thing where they do your hair and your costume and your makeup and all that stuff. And they produce me, and I've got brown hair, dark skin, a shirt unbuttoned practically to my navel, navel with all these gold chains hanging around my neck, skin-tight pants, and pointed-toe shoes with a big Cuban heel on Oh, it. that's ridiculous. I looked like Saturday Night <laughs> yes, Fever. Fever. I looked like Brooklyn. a reject from that. I mean, my <sighs> hair was brown. Dark brown. Like... And slicked back. So, like, I didn't even know. You know, you look in the mirror and you go, who is this fucking person, let alone who is this character that I think? It looks like I'm trying to be Italian to get laid. And I said, I don't want to.
0: Like the sweat hogs almost. So we
1: shot a whole day like that. And the next day I came back, and I got out of the car, and I saw Peter, I ran over to him, and I burst into tears, and I said, I can't do the part, please, I I, I can't do this, I'm not even any good in it, because I don't know what you want, and um, he said, go back to the hotel, get some rest, and we'll come over. Uh, later me and Stephen talked to you and when they came over we talked about stuff that I didn't think that was great and I talked Where'd you about, get
0: that balls from? Because me, I'm the type even late in my career well, like I I'll I talked the whole do time
1: it. like that all my complaints were like I don't yeah. think I should be like this because you know there's like trailers and giant cameras i mean i'd been in independent movies right. before this is like 20th century fucking fox
0: yeah yeah yeah. and
1: i'm thinking okay you know either this is going to be good when i read the script before i went to location i said to my agent i don't know how to play this part It's is a character a- caricature everybody's going to see it i'm either going to sink like a stone or maybe somehow a miracle it'll be good but i'm not going to get how do you make this. it so dimensional? Nothing, you know anyway they liked what i said and they said, well, what are we going to do? I said, first of all, you're going to give me a permanent. Why? So I had all these curls in my hair. I kept thinking of these, like, things in, in, in the Vatican that I saw painted on the <laughs> walls. All these, like, little <laughs> angels and shit, you know? And I thought, this guy's so fucking innocent. He should look like he has a little halo He was so sweet, head. Amber. You, you know what I mean? The I made, they made my hair really blonde. They gave me a permanent. They went sent somebody to California to take all the curls <laughs> from my apartment. <laughs> And bring them, and I wore all of my clothes that weren't the cycling clothes, and we changed a lot, and then. They said, what are you going to do when you tell the girl that you're not Italian, you know, and you take your disguise off? And I said, I'm not wearing a disguise. I said, I'll do it with my voice and my posture and my everything. I'm not going to suddenly reveal that I've been dyeing my hair brown and washing right. out. You know, They made I you mean?
2: like a clown version of an Italian.
1: I, it, was reta- it was retarded. <laughs> so they said, what are you going to do? So <laughs> we, me and Robin Douglas went over and improvised the scene at the gazebo, and all of the dialogue is made up. And we made the whole fucking thing up, including her leaving and coming back and slapping my Let face me give really hard. And they went, and that's in the movie now. And so all these times slap, yeah. they kept thinking they couldn't find the person that they wanted to do, so they wrote it bigger than natural. I see. It somehow got pulled in because he was innocent. He was And so innocent people can be a little bit more they're a little bit more flamboyant with their dreams you know what i mean they want to be a fireman or they want to be at this or they want to be at that and they pretend like that this and you know and you just go that's sweet you know what well, i mean like, like f- fred yeah i'm going to be an answer. italian oh like fred yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah. Or, like, <laughs> or like me as an actor i'm going to be an oh sure you are right yeah,
0: you let, are. let me give people a primer or it's a primer okay. of what breaking away was for amber and who haven't seen it there were these, uh, uh, I'm going to
2: watch it. I Daniel have Stern. I got it yesterday.
0: Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Academy Haley Award Award nominated And Randy Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. And you were these guys in Bloomington who had. There's some controversy lately in the news, I thought, with. Uh, Police brutality. Maybe I'm mistaken. Um, but in, in, Isn't in, in that. Indiana, right, where you were the guys that didn't go to college. You weren't the rich kids, the townies. And you were the outcast. And first, when I watched I go, why would these guys be friends? Good-looking movie star, Dennis Quaid. But then you get it. They were the misfits. Even gorgeous Dennis Quaid was a misfit. And you all bonded. One guy was really... And, and the only thing they had was you, you were this guy that was wanted to be Italian. You you did like your identity and you were escaping and you would sing opera and, and uh, Paul Dooley, your father, would just shake his head and go, what's wrong with my son? But it wasn't a cartoon. It had such humanity. And uh, again, there's, he was so cute. And for me... Uh, a guy to say someone was cute, you were adorable, mm. and uh, right, right, Sean, who yeah, saw it. Right, yeah. So, am I describing the movie? And he's a he's a great bicyclist in the movie. Well, you're
1: forgetting one little thing. There's a thing, the, the <laughs> thing that's about the movie that made the critics respond to it so well, and made it popular not only in this country, but there's a thing that they don't hit over the head. It's it's a it's an American movie about a class struggle, mm-hmm. and there's nothing. Everything is approached usually in this country. I mean, we're talking 1979, but everything now is a racial problem, um, and other, and this is more of a class struggle between people that make a living and people that can barely make a living. And that's what it was talking about. And that's what the subtle undercurrent of this movie is people that have a chance and people that will never have a chance unless they're so outrageous that they dream impossible dreams that somehow because of their energy or kismet or karma or whatever it comes together and it happens. But that's what's underneath the movie. So if you just want to take it as a feel-good like who's going to cross the finish line first? No, because you realize what's their life you've got all that they
0: had a temporary respite in their miserable lives that they won this race I'm sorry to give it away but 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 their big dreams maybe be a manager of a hardware store you know and have three kids you know and miserable but it should have had not should have American graffiti kind of ending this guy ended up doing this but I think Dave Stoller ends up doing really well at character getting out of getting out of that you know what I mean and I feel okay I'm going to I'm going to contradict myself where because you know as an actor I'll audition they go you're too Jewish you're too New York you know we don't buy you as a guy that would be somewhere else Daniel Stern was the <laughs> was supposed to, he came he came, seemed like such a Jewish Long Island guy you know and he's supposed to be this Midwest guy he seemed like a brainy guy that would really like you know
1: really <laughs> excel
0: in college
1: yeah, he, did urban, didn't yes, he? he didn't seem very urban
0: yes yeah. he didn't seem like yeah it would be like me being one of the urban guys in, in Midwest you know <laughs> who's a He's, he's so good. Stupid, he, he's but, so yeah. good in that
4: Oh, he was know, great. When he serenades good. with you, you know. Well, for us as f- kids, we were so excited when Jackie or O'Haley, because for me, like, Bad News Bears is one of my favorite movies oh, of all God. time. So when I was a kid, like, eight or nine years old when Breaking Away came out. Really? The big exciting guy was that, oh my God, that's Kelly Leak from the Bad News yeah. Bears. Me, I was excited about Jackie O'Haley because I loved him before that. Day of the Locust? And Day
1: of the Locust. I oh, looked his name up in amazing. the credits. Yeah. I was so impressed. I love movies about Hollywood. I thought it was too. a girl for the whole friggin' no, it's movie. Like a and then when he's revealed as being a little boy with this crazy-ass stage mother that wanted to make him into Shirley Temple. And he had to live his life. I mean, it's a little snippet of the movie. No, but it's But he's gay. brilliant in yeah. the movie. And I looked his name bump on the credits, like, Jackie Earl Haley. And then Bad News Bears was the next. So when I heard he was being in this movie, I was starstruck. And Barbara Barry, too. Mm-hmm. She was, I, I, she was I, I, nominated a obscure... for Best Actress for, for one of the first. Which movie? Uh, it was called One Potato, Two Potato. And it was one of the first interracial
0: really? romances filmed uh-huh. in America. With who? Who was her romance Something you
1: would never do. One potato, two potato. Look it up. That's that's where she came from, the theater actress to the film actress, and the whole world. Did she play your mother in it?
4: Was she your mother?
1: Yeah. Her and Jackie were the only two names in the movie. Well, Paul Paul Dooley Dooley
4: had done all the Altman films too. Wasn't he? Wasn't he in a wedding? Yes. Was he your father in the wedding? Yes. Yeah, he played your father then twice in a row.
1: Three or four times
4: we played. Is that right? What else was he your father in?
1: We killed people in um, um, one of those uh, law and orders, uh, criminal <laughs> oh. intent. Uh, we were horrible, father and son. Wow, i got to look that up. Um, it was called Cherry Red. It was about uh, car collecting or something. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, unbelievable. Um, and Wait, we, you
2: were a father-son murder team? Yeah. <gasps>
1: what? what show was no, that? we I weren't a team. This. We actually didn't know. You oh. both, coincidentally, father and son, murder people, yeah. and you didn't know. <laughs> we didn't like go around murdering people, but the people that needed to be murdered, chip uh, off got the old murdered. block. What? Huh? Chip off the yeah, old block. Yeah. So, you know, the apple doesn't fall far yeah. from the, you know, from the weed. <laughs> I mean, this, the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you had
0: speed weed, you wouldn't be distressed. Hmm. I I was stoned last night, and I was with these dear <laughs> <Your> mother, <laughs> and and uh, a podcast, a, a pod-cast. podcast, and it's a and pod-cast. I and it was so positive because I was looking at everyone around <laughs> saying we're all so insignificant, but not in a negative way, you know it's. Yeah, all right, I'll shut no, up. No, that's great. We're yes. all particles in the same body yes. of life. Yes. And it made
2: you less prop- have yes. less anxiety because you're yes. like, I shouldn't stress about what shirt we're I'm Oh, look at
0: all of us. A guy with a baby. We're all making believe we're in the human re- you know, we're making believe things are important. We're making believe things.
2: This is just a tiny little stop on our yes. everlasting it's, it's, journey. It
0: really again, being drunk, I don't get it. I walk around oh, I being, don't get that being I walk drunk. around being when I'm stoned going, This is better. This is better. Drunk stopped drinking
1: yeah. recently, in the past couple of years. And mm. I got to tell you, I used to love a martini
0: so... We talked about... My father grew up in martinis. So,
1: I mean, it was just the greatest I don't get thing. alcohol.
0: What but, is it? Well, your inhibitions? I don't what does it do? do it now.
1: And I can't tell you how tiresome everybody is that fucking gets a buzz on. It's it's if you don't have a buzz on and you're with a lot of people that are drinking and have their buzz on, it's the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. It's I've never heard people repeat themselves so many times. They're, They're so loud. full of shit. They're too. Loud. I quit
2: drinking seven years ago. Good and for I'm you. Very self righteous now. Are you, but- <laughs>
1: a, are you are you a friend of Bill's?
2: I am. Oh, cool. Why did you stop? Uh, Uh, Because
1: I wanted to smoke more pot. (laughs) Really? (laughs) No, I just didn't want to smoke alcohol anymore. I didn't particularly like what it was doing to my body physiologically, not psychotropically. And when I need to relax or I need to be stupid or I need to be smart or I need to be whatever it is, there is a strain of smokable medicine that my doctor is very happy that I have a prescription for.
2: Are you a friend of Bill's?
1: No. Ah, uh, but I'm a friend of a f- many friends of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a fr-
0: that's a funny thing. I'm a friend of a friend of Bill's. I'm not a friend of Bill's. That's <laughs> not,
1: yeah, not bad. It's. Uh, uh, but I mean, how could you not? You, if, you know what I how do? How could you survive Hollywood, and not drink? W- no, not know people. Oh yeah, that aren't yeah. dead. <laughs> Right. you know what I mean creative fabulous people the only people that have survived seem to be people that have gotten you, you rid you know at of,
2: parties I would t- I wish I could smoke pot like I wanted tri- but I'm so nervous maybe that I'm when gonna, you're like 60 or 55 yeah, or something I like d- that I want to start doing like heroin I want to go hardcore if no, I there are people kids, like so. my d- sister I says she should get an, an I get the diagnosis
1: weekend. I'm lighting up a cigarette I'm breaking out the Jack Daniels and she said who knows what will happen next well, yeah Duncan so, uh,
0: Trussell stopped drinking but he still does pot so what, what do you know about the AA program? Like, people, are they in AA and they still do pot? Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm.
3: You know, it's uh, it's n- it's frowned upon. The they don't. It's, it's not, uh, Really, any substance as far as AA, is con- it, you, don't you do shouldn't anything. do it it
2: anything. It's going to make you want
1: to It's going to make you want to take a sip. Absolutely. So are and there people that people- don't drink
3: and just do pot? N- it, well, They're that n- said, I think a lot of people still use um, uh, pot as their crutch to get off the alcohol that aren't involved in it. AA Um, I was with um, someone that I was helping out bringing to meetings and that was their biggest problem that they wanted them to quit smoking marijuana and she wasn't ready to do that Mm. so she actually didn't continue participating in AA but really was able to get off um, the alcohol because she had that to lean back on and so I I think it becomes really just a choice of how you want to uh, help yourself you know, and if some people can handle it and some some people can't. Pat
2: actually helped me become super aware that I had a drinking problem. Because <laughs> towards the end of my drinking, I smoked, I, I was never a pothead. I went through pothead phases, but I could take or leave it. But towards the end of my drinking, when I was like out of control and I couldn't stop, the days that I didn't drink, I would smoke pot and become super oh, aware of like, I don't. Everything just became crystal clear to yeah. me, and it made me want to stop drinking. But then eventually, I, I don't do anything now. But it did. It, it It did open my mind up to like having this yeah. c- clarity. They're about, different substances, yeah. and they do different yeah, yeah.
1: things to you. They really do. It might be subtle. It may be. It may be uh, not so subtle. Yeah. But they're different substances. They really are. And um, I don't think you could say that anybody would be working the program and smoking pot because you—it's really sort of a hundred percent, or else you start all over again.
2: Right. Yeah, like if I were to smoke a joint today, I would have to like you'd, my sobriety time. I wouldn't have seven years of sobriety. No, you wouldn't. I would have had no. twenty-four hours. Yeah. Right. That's, and you would lose right. Twitter
0: followers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seven years numbers. It's All bad my joke. preaching Instagram. about sobriety.
3: It's just—it's oh. <laughs> you know—it's Buzzkill. I
2: know. I'm <laughs> such a Buzzkill kill now but I love it like I was so nervous about being dorky or uncool now I'm like change your definition of cool
1: me too I feel it's awful I didn't need this but I feel a little bit like (laughs) fuck You know, like everybody's drunk and they're all talking. I'm going, like, I gotta go home. This is really retarded. You know, I would
0: have a drink at a party, thinking it's relaxing me, and it didn't. But I would think I should, what and, and I would make... just get nauseous. I, I don't know. It just uh, uh, but you know, I don't know. I'm just drunk. But in the real world, I don't know. Like I said, when I'm stoned, I walk around going, "This is better." Drunk, it's uh, you, well. You're... If
2: you're an alcoholic, being drunk makes you feel. Because when you're sober, you just feel so uncomfortable and awful. Yeah, and I never felt more when social. When the drinking was working, when before it gets bad and horrible, and you're always hungover or stressed out. When the drinking works for you, you just feel amazing. Because it, I don't know, something, I think it's I never a felt more thing. social.
0: Gino, as a matter of fact, I like being hung over on pot the next day. I like the
3: taste still in my mouth. Does that make any really? sense? No, a- absolutely. Especially, I like being hung over um, on pot. pot. because are honeymoon, aren't you? <laughs> it, well, Fred discovered it l- kind of like later me? on in mm-hmm. life. And uh, really, it's only the last, I would say, two years that it's been strong for cool. you. Um, and Fred has been um good customer uh, good patient <laughs> and um you know has been using edibles as well um which expand your mind yeah and... which is different a different mm-hmm. um thing than just smoking um so he's now learning the the differences between different strains and different types types of experiences that you'll have on on uh, edibles and you can really decide what's right for you when you're saying you're waking up and and still feeling it that's because you know if you eat an edible at night and fall asleep which often happens yeah. your metabolism slows down so you don't process it a, as fast as if as if you were awake so often you'll wake up and still be processing so, okay. that THC.
2: Oh, so you're still high. You're not even hungry. I'm high. I know. Uh. <laughs> no,
0: I, I like the Jim taste Morrison. in my mouth. I don't know. All right. I'm, well, let me have some fun. But uh, Dennis, yes. <laughs> so when breaking, w- were you aware of how seminal this would be? No. Were you going, my God, this is going to catapult me. This no. is going to be Academy Award. No. Were you excited? It was PDH. I looked up some of who directed movies, some of my favorites. I love um, The Hot Rock, George Segal, Paul Sand. Do you remember The Hot Rock? Heist movie he did, Friends at a coil yeah, uh, Bullet, Mother Jugs and Speed, oh, and Eyewitness with Sir gurney Weaver. Mm-hmm. So were you going? My God! Oh, oh, all right, I'm answering my question. You already worked with amazing yeah. big directors. No,
1: I was very. Oh my God! It's uh, it's it's Peter Yates. No, I was very aware of of his oeuvre. And that I was going to get to work with. Plus, he's English, which is like puts the whole thing into a different world. I mean, they talk to you differently, they treat you differently. You always feel like you're getting special treatment when an English person directs you. I don't know why. Darling, <laughs> would you stand over there, please? You know, and you're going well, but of course I will. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. Um, well, he you... was a real gentleman. Um, the fact that he listened to this snot nosed kid make these gigantic <laughs> suggestions about his movie. Of course, he had the writer standing next to him, agreeing with him, Was showed me that he was still creating. He was still ready to change and ready to, to add and expand the experience. Gino, than you than saw Breaking well, good Away?
3: I have. In fact, it's one of the movies I remember as a child being... So prevalent on HBO, mm. uh, it was played, you know, often mm. on HBO. Um, that that's that's where my originally uh, got to see it. Mm. And you know, thinking back to to all the got the the cutters, right? Is yeah. that what it was? The cutters. Yeah. They would typically, in my mind, be the stoners of. Yeah. of the oh uh, no doubt uh, of, of the town well
1: Jackie's character moocher no doubt mm-hmm. um, I would think uh, 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 Mike Dennis Quaid's character for sure I don't know about me because it's he seemed Dave seemed to, between the bikes and the girls he seemed to have his eye on something else but again who knows and that's but that's it, w- but when would that have been wasn't it fraught it was a little bit more fraught to to be consuming illegal drugs in 1978
3: wasn't it uh, absolutely and uh, I think uh, just like you said how your character might not have been the stoner among them I think that's a typical story that you have a group of people and you always have the one guy who won't uh, you know who isn't a smoker yeah. in the group you well it know. looks like
1: he, he made it to college so he's definitely going to be exposed to it once he get to college I mean ridiculous and that French girl looked a little suspect to me mm-hmm. she looked like she had some joints in her pocket <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, again, uh, it's one of the movies I remember as a child being so prevalent and uh, often on HBO that you know you'd watch over and over again. No, I remember movies, seeing
4: it in theater, movies. like the audience standing up and cheering and all oh, that stuff. Dude. Hey, but real quick, did you did you uh, yeah. stumble onto Fellini's set and get yeah. a job I didn't on Roma? Stumble,
1: it was a it was <laughs> sort of
4: like naive
1: calculation. I, 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 I yeah. I, th- th- there's actually, uh, they just did a, a DVD of Breaking Away, and I do the commentary on it. And, um,. Then they got me talking. I don't know how, and they said this.
0: They brought Gina in.
1: They, they asked me about, how did you get to work with Fellini? So I told the whole story, and it's now like a special thing oh, okay. on the movie, and I haven't even listened to it yet, so I could be a damn I fool listen to, listen to that. the story. But it's something that I've always wanted to maybe write down and do as a talk. I wanted to be... I wanted to be an actor, and I thought the only person that I could possibly be in a movie of that would accept me the way I look, the way I am, would be Fellini. <laughs> Nobody no <idea>. else. <laughs> what? Why? What did you look like? You? I felt like a freak.
0: You were adorable.
1: What? Uh, I... <laughs> You, you kind
4: of had a pretty boy. You don't know boy, who you are boy. when you're
1: seventeen years old. I you mean, didn't think you're a you walking cute. pimple. You know what I mean? You don't know what the hell's going on when you're seventeen. Yeah. And when you have big dreams to be a big actor, you also have a huge insecurities do you know what i mean like i'm making this whole shit up i don't know what you mean i never heard an actor with insecurities like i'm i'm making this whole shit up that i could be an actor that i could be great because in the beginning you have to believe it in your mind because you don't have any experience so you're just full of shit for a really long time you know what i mean (laughs) until somebody goes i'll take a little of that shit You you get a job but he i always wanted to meet him we get to town we were hitchhiking me and this girl Genie, and um, with these other two people, one turned out to be a very famous photographer later on, Christopher Makos, and we're in Rome for the first night. I'm completely intoxicated, because it's Rome, I can't believe it. I'm half Italian, so suddenly I'm feeling, you know, alive from the waist down, actually. Um, And I see this unbelievable girl walk down the street, in bare feet, in a caftan, with nothing on underneath it, it looks, to me. But this is Rome, so, I mean, oh my God. And And from my years of looking at fashion magazines, (laughs) I realized it was this woman called Verushka who was this really famous model. Look her up, Google her, she's unbelievable. She walks past, I let too much time go by, and then I go, I gotta follow her, and I pick up It's like the guy in the movie. And I run (laughs) after this woman. Now, there's all these, Rome, it's the center of Rome, there's all these cul-de-sacs and little streets, and I get lost immediately. I I don't know where she is. I don't even know what I'm going to say to her, you know what I mean? It's my first night in Rome. I'm like a baby. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. No money. Oh, I went to Europe to be a hippie. I went there with seventy dollars in my pocket and a one-way ticket. Couldn't you be a hippie because in the hippie United States? Hippie was over here. Oh. No, being hippies was over here. But I heard it was still happening there. Get out of all here! All I wanted was the peace and the love and the bell bottoms and the, you know what I mean, beans and loving everybody and free love and all that stuff. I mean, I where I, were you from originally? I bought the whole ticket, Philly. South Philadelphia.
0: So yeah, they didn't have a big hippie
1: scene there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I barely got out. I I barely got out alive. South Philadelphia. Jeez, that's like being in prison. Growing up in South Philadelphia. I know, Philly. Yeah, Winona. Yeah. Um, By Cherry Hill or no, no, South Philadelphia, downtown Philly. Oh, then that's like know, Rocky
4: Balboa
0: country. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, then, yeah, then
1: the white flight took us out to the suburbs, uh-huh. which weren't the suburbs. It was like the street that all in the family was on, those little houses that are stuck right, on right, the street. right, like that. Anyway. Uh, I don't so, rest. you said, uh, so, so wait, you were like, wait, wait, so I want to see this guy, okay? So, I'm wandering around. I don't know where the fuck I am. I don't know where the people are. I don't know where I'm going to stay. She knows where we're going to stay. I don't know where we're going to stay. Plus, I've got about $8 left in my pocket, I guess. you know? Wait,
2: wait, you found her?
1: No, no, this girl I went to Europe with. No. Oh, oh okay. The Jeannie. model, I thought. I'm looking the for model,
2: the model. I'm looking for the model to yeah.
1: see the model. <laughs> Can't find her. Um, I turn around, there's all these lights, I go through this thing, there's a guy up on a crane, there's people hanging out of windows, there's really fat ladies in lingerie and they've got a pig that they're bringing down the street. all this shit is happening in and lights and, and it looks kind of cheesy to me. It doesn't look real. It looks like a cheesy movie or something. I'd been on movie sets so I know what was happening. And the whole place roped off. So I'm like enthralled by the whole thing. Oh my God, movie, my first night in Rome. And I've forgotten about Verusha. I'm looking around at this thing and Jeannie comes up to me carrying my duffel bag and all her shit and she's furious with me like, you just left me in the restaurant with the check and everything. What am I, you know, we have to find a pensione. And I said, uh, well, I, yeah, uh, Um, And she goes, and there's your big dream over there. What are you going to do now? And I said, what are you talking about? She said, that's Fellini right over there. So literally I went. (laughs) 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 I thought, this is it. He's like 100 feet away from me. I'm never going to see him through agents or casting people. I'm I'm 17. I'm like, you know, I'm barely legal. And I can't. And I'm thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? They had ropes and bodyguards and all this shit. Jeannie, uh, cute girl, very well endowed. I said, you go talk to the guards.
0: That's what I use Amber for. Yeah. You go
1: talk to the guards. She went over and talked to the guards. They're all hanging around her because she's this very voluptuous young lady. And I duck under the ropes and I walk in a straight line to Fellini, and it was in the middle of a scene, and I didn't know because it was all happening in Italian. Oh my God! So he says Corta, and he starts screaming. He had an assistant, Fabrizio or something. All you'd ever hear of <laughs> was screaming, Fabrizio, and it would echo in the plazas. You know what I mean? Whenever there was a problem or he needed a glass of water, a viewfinder, whatever, it was Fabrizio. Was the first AD? Must have been right. That's the yeah, thing. That, that seems like sold. a movie. But yeah, a,
4: this sounds like a great
1: like coming show. of age movie star. So, yeah, and he, so they, he says something to him, an Italian, and these goons pick me up and take me to, in this another little alley thing. That's a cul-de-sac. You can't get out. It's done. It's, they put me there, and they went out, and at the end of the street, the little cul-de-sac, you see all the lights from the cameras, and they're making the movie out there. So I'm there for like 45 minutes. I don't know, maybe longer. Jeannie's not there. She's back out where the thing is, where the guards are and where we were before. So then I'm like freaked out. I think, am I arrested? What am I, what's the deal? What have I done here? So then I see the figure at the end of the alley with the cape and the big hat. And I go, oh fuck, it's him. And he walks slowly towards me and halfway to me, he goes, so you're an American, heavy Italian accent. I guess from my jeans and the mm-hmm. way that I looked and I said, yes. <laughs> and he said are you an actor and I said oh no (laughs) and I kind of was Um, and he said why did you ruin my movie Ah. (gasps) and I said I had a dream Mm. and I did I sort of had this dream you know but I couldn't get any words out. I was so scared. I was like talking to the principal. I couldn't get a sentence out without my voice quivering and my balls going up to my throat. You know, I couldn't <laughs> get anything. Ah. So uh, he, he says, you had a dream. I said, yes. And he starts talking about clowns and stones and colors and shit. And I guess I'm a good listener because I just looked at him and listened. And he talked for, I don't know, a half an hour. Then Jeannie comes running up. She finally finds me in this thing. And he goes, and you, are you an actor? And she goes, yes, yes, I am. And she wasn't. And and he goes, well, forget about it. You, to me, you come to this uh, uh, piazza tomorrow uh, when the sun goes down and ask for Fabrizio. So I got a job the first night I was in Rome. I went back the next day. He has a special thing around his chair that's all roped off with guards. Inside this area where his chair is are people milling around on chairs, not on chairs, not a lot, all unusual looking. And they were called the dream people in Italian. I don't know Ah, what that is in Italian. And they had to be there every night in the area that was marked off. You couldn't be outside the area. He... When he had breaks, he went into his area and he was with his people and then he would use, pull people from that for special things that he needed you to do in the scene, that he needed to happen in the scene. Like if he needed somebody to run in and say, attenzione, attenzione You would get the, you know, he would use one of his dream people kind of things. It was sort of like special extras, I suppose. I didn't give a shit, I was just there. And they gave me a little bit of money when the sun came up. Because we worked every day from the sun going down to the sun coming up. Because it was a reconstruction of his boyhood through his dreams. And what he was doing, he was dreaming in the daytime and filming at night. That's what he was, that was his experiment. He wanted to film his dreams fresh. Every morning when the sun came up, the limousine would arrive, the window would go down, you'd see this much of Julietta Messina's face, the eyes, you know, his wife. Uh And she would be like looking at him, that little pixie, and he would get in the car and they would kiss, the the windows would go up and he would take off. But he used to, this is what he used me for, this is a long fucking story. No, it's great. Um, he would take me from the dream thing, and he'd set me in a piazza, and then he'd, he'd have everybody there, and then he'd put stuff on the piazza one at a time. He'd put up a, a political poster, and he'd tell the guys, put eight more like that. He made everything in his set. People would finish what he s- s- started to do, and I, meanwhile, I'm standing in the middle, and... Then when it was done, this might be three hours, two hours to set this whole fucking thing that he did by hand. He would say like this to me. And he had all these, like, very affectionate Italian names for me. And there was no hanky-panky or anything. And, you know, my father had been dead a long time, and I kind of missed him and stuff. You know what I mean? So I've always had these things for older people, you know? I I don't have them a lot in my life. And kind of, I don't know. I miss them, you know what oh, I mean? I don't have grandparents. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any of that stuff, yeah. you know, where old people hug you and they smell like old people. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of nice, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so he... Uh, uh, I fucking forgot where I was. He
2: would create a scene in oh, the car. Oh, he you say
1: something really tender in Italian, I'm not gonna say it now, like this to me, and I'd go over to him, he'd put his arm around me, and he'd let me look through the camera, I'd look through the camera at what he created, Then he'd put the leads in right where I was standing, and they would do the scene there. He used me as a focal point for all the scenes, because he, I don't know why, and in between shots he would walk around the piazza with his arm around me, saying things in Italian about the next scene that he was doing I guess I had a sympathetic face I don't know what it was yeah Yeah. I guess I was a good luck charm I didn't look that much different than the way his wife looked at that time you know like the blonde hair and the kind of pixie sort of face because I was an impish little kid you know what I mean? I, I, you say I was dancing and all this shit. I don't think I was. I think I was like, kind of cute. I looked he like He was a, cute. No, you I looked like a, I looked like one of Santa's helpers without a beard. You know what I mean? It was charming as of, hell. Yeah, right? that kind of shit. But yeah. it wasn't like you know chiseled this and chiseled. But it's like, not like
0: you know. cute now, where people like these actors are so in on how cute they are. Like you know, hey, you know. These... Oh, they've
1: been doing commercials since they were born. Yeah, before. in vitro uh, casting. Um, but uh, um, um, so that's what he would use me for and um then I ended up on the back of a motorcycle for two weeks this is a lot of motorcycle and he gave me a scene right after Gorvi Dahl's scene where it's evident in the movie there's this big Fellini book the big picture of me in it you know with this fire in back of me and all this stuff so I, I guess I worked for him for about three weeks and it was really important to me I mean it 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 wasn't a giant credit or anything but To be that involved and that close to him every day was really something for me. Let me ask you,
0: Tarantino, who sought you out to be in um, Django, was he aware of all these things? Because he's such a movie buff. Did he go, you were in this and that?
1: You know, he really, I I can't imagine that he didn't. he knows everything. He, he probably loved you and because of that
0: video store movie, because he was like a video he, store we guy. We talked
1: about Eric Binford. That was a character's name in our first uh, meeting together. Um, the first time I met him, it was supposed to be like a half an hour. We ended up speaking for three hours, and well, about all the stuff you about did and you worked. Anything? I don't know. Like this. I mean, just talking and uh-huh. talking and talking, not talking about the movie. We got to it eventually, but just talking. He wanted to know all about everything, and he knew a lot about my life and more was revealed after i got the part we were on the set one day we were shooting that scene around the dining table with all of the oscar winners i think i was the only one on the table without one with, and, with
0: um, samuel jackson jamie fox what's and
1: his and name everybody. christoph waltz it was the winners and the almost winners no please. Um, and and me um i got a bafta though for breaking away so i did get something um <laughs> anyway uh, that's the british academy award uh anyway so They had this elaborate lighting thing with all this gauze to make everybody look fantastic over this table. We were in that dining room for, I'd say, two and a half weeks. That's how long that scene was. It was way cut down, like everything
4: in the movie. That's the scene in the movie I remember most, though. That's
1: way cut down, like everything in. We had dolly tracks that intercepted the table. Like, we're all doing a scene, we're all on camera, just when the camera gets past you, everybody stood up. They pulled the table apart. The scene is still going on. Somebody <gasps> was actually sitting at the table. They pulled the, cam- the table apart. You sat back down. You had to make the stuff in your water glass or your wine glass not shimmer. And say the next line because a camera during that would pass through the table and be on the other side. Wow. I mean, he had unbelievable shots, and we ended up not using that one. But they had, an- they had elaborate this gauze over the side of the table that had Christoph Walsh and Jamie Foxx on it, I was the only one on the other side. So when it came time to turn the camera around, my coverage was usually always the last one because they would turn the camera around.
0: Which I like because you get a chance to really memorize your lines. I like when I'm last with the coverage. You know what I'm saying? It, you get pe- to
1: see what the other actors are going to do. Right, because if
0: I'm having actor. trouble memorizing it, you don't ha- you could l- yeah. hold the paper. Well, maybe yeah. not with Tarantino, uh, you know, if, if the camera's on you.
1: Yeah, he loves his words. You need to get his words right. All right, I'll keep he that in really mind. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> it sounds like it's ad but it's so not. Oh, It's no. so very not. I, I love... Anyway, yeah. he, he, we, 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 we did that, and they started to take... The gauzing down because the gauzing was above me because the lights were shining on the people across the table from me, and they started to take it down and he, and they said, "We'll just shoot this straight with the thing with the bop and a bop bop," and he goes. No, we are putting the gauze back up. Do you know who you are shooting now? This man has been lit and shot by Federico Fellini. So I'm not yeah. going to pull any punches on him. I mean, he would do these big, Build like ups. elaborate kind of funny little riffs on you so that everybody on... The, and normally you might feel embarrassed, like somebody was making fun of you or something. Right. Made you feel special. But he is so... You know, he's prickly and he's got a big edge to him, but he is one of the sweetest guys ever in the world. And he was doing it so that everyone on the set would know where I came from and why he was going to take 45 minutes to have this big screen taken off and put on the other side to light one person for reaction shots. Wow. Just reaction yeah, shot. Yeah. So but he'd tell a story, then he'd say, He was shot by so and so and the phone, blah, 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 blah. So you're we're not gonna do any less for him. You know, he did stuff for other actors too. He he was constantly educating as he was shooting, but not in an overbearing way. It just comes out of him and it comes out of him natural. And unless you're uh, I don't know I don't know who couldn't well, think... accept what he says to you and gives to you. Um, but you do have to follow it. If he tells you what he wants, you really better do it that way because I've seen some actors not, and it's not good.
0: Now, were you nervous? Because some people as actors have different opinions. I love not auditioning. I hate auditioning. I love knowing they want me. Some people say, I'd rather audition because that way I'm not flying blind. I know. Yeah. So you didn't have to audition. He was a fan of yours. So were you nervous going... I hope he trusts, you know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, you know, I got the appointment, and it kept being put off, and that happened for four months. Every two weeks, they would call and say, "We can- it's canceling, it's, he's going to see you next month. I thought it was a joke by the time I got up there, so I had a lot of time to prepare. I oh, so you knew Googled the part. everything I in the world and the script. I mean, all you have to do is Google the last name of your character, and you'll see where his imagination starts, Quintus, <laughs> because nothing... Is nothing in his movie everything specific is loaded from the names of the horses that you don't even know as an audience member to what you're wearing to the shoes that you have on i mean he's and not in a megalomaniacal way at all it's just nothing's vague nothing's vague but everything is kind of with an ease uh, of course it's that way. Of course it would look that way. Of course we have to do this. And of course we'll do that for you because you've been so successful. There's all the money in the world for you to have every wish that you desire. And I just haven't worked with that that
0: many directors. Except for this podcast. <laughs> every
1: every wish I look, I got look a book. It. I got a look at sample that water. over water. here. I learned so much <laughs> about BOT. Oh, my it's, God. You got your own water. microphone. <laughs> And I'm sitting next to you, my favorite swivels. comedian. Get out of here. I, 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 who walked up and introduced themselves to you? You did, you did. Because I, was... I love you and I'm a Aww. fan of your work. I mean, so I thought sp- you might be an asshole or Freddy. something, but you weren't. I just, when I see somebody <laughs> that has made us, sp- there's people that I enjoy, but then there's people that you like a little bit more. Wow. You know what I mean? They're like, Unique from stand up. You remember my stand up? I saw you once in stand up and I saw you on the TV show. Did like you see Little Man 5,000 times? I you love Little I... Man.
0: Oh, that, that was a bad Wayne's movie. Oh, I right love there. it. That's like we're like, Schindler's list. It was, <laughs> it was like, it was this movie where they have a dwarf. Pretending to be a baby, it's like the
4: little oh, rascals. I saw that movie. It's like the what? Little, actually. What the little rascals had that the little, little rascals. What's your name
0: was in it? Uh, why oh, can't oh. I think of names? Uh, the the star of the Tarantino movie, the Black Lady, Jack Carrie uh, uh, Washington. Carrie Washington. Oh, I love Carrie so,
4: Washington.
0: So basically, yeah, it was I a kiss her. a dwarf was. Um, <laughs> Uh, pretending to be a baby, and we're playing football, and yeah. and and, uh, and we're trying to tackle, and I go, wait, we're we retarded. Movie. We don't know this is a, a dwarf.
4: We think this is a baby. We're kicking <laughs> it, but uh, I yep. had fun. It was in. I love. I was in Vancouver. I, I love. But there's a little rascals and a Bugs Bunny that have that exact same plot. Yes, oh. that's what I think is funny. That they took this. There's little rascals. Remember that one where buckwheat's like, them ain't babies. Them fidgets. I don't remember that. Oh. I don't remember that, but, uh, no, you
0: have this, something, of warmth that, like Gino says, you, you remembering you and just this comfort, this, uh, do you get recognized a lot?
1: That's good. Uh, I gotta tell you, that movie, uh, uh. Django? No. Or Little Man? No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's the same movie. <laughs> little, Little Man. They loved me. Little and, Django. <laughs> that's, the, that's one of the parts I didn't get, the dwarf. I <laughs> <laughs> had a growth spurt. Uh, um, uh it's engendered so much goodwill in my life uh being in that movie uh i don't know did lance I, armstrong reach out to you and... uh, he, before when he won his first yeah. yellow jersey he didn't have much to talk about except the cancer <laughs> needless to say um but he'd always say that he watched this movie and that it was a great inspiration to him and you know when Lance was young, you know we were two blonde guys that were kind of fit, and we were on mm-hmm. bikes. And I could see him watching it with the cancer and say, wow. "I'm going to be doing that too." You know, so so he's he, mentioned he, the movie. he mentioned it quite a lot in wow. his early uh, interviews, and then it, you know, then he didn't after that but it gets to be old news and you know he had other stuff to, he had other things to pro- yes. promote mm-hmm. yes know, or, or
0: shame, other things shameful, things shameful stuff and, now uh, Dave Stoller never did any enhancing uh, stuff
1: uh, they had him smoking pot in the back of a van at one point really
0: I know I meant what Lance Armstrong did no doping what did no he doping do? sure. you don't
1: know Sheryl Crow no <laughs> I'm sorry
0: you don't know the cheating. No, the cheating. Actually, yeah. they, they have scenes where the you know I know they and I cheated. have a lot of
1: opinions about it, but I don't want to say they it. They pushed. they Stoller stole her joke down about it.
0: They pushed you down. Who did the Italians in the movie? They cheated. They were on dope. They they did well, things where he was winning those, the race and they pushed. All those down. IDs. All those all those, those IDs cycles. are on dope. <laughs> They're
2: all on dope. There's so many cycling documentaries now. Are there? Yeah, on Netflix. I swear, I should have got in
1: on the spandex, the early spandex market. I really should have. But I was an actor, and I thought that was... You know, didn't want to promote anything. But God, the the way bikes have taken... I feel like Breaking Away,
4: away a, had a big impact uh, on bicycling. That 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 I, they came well, out of that a lot of that. Th- there's there's so a ton many, of bike movies after Breaking I Away, like right, American Flyers, Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah. And well, they stuff. threw
1: a big bag of money yeah. at Steve Tesich to write another bike movie, and he wrote that movie called American Flyer yeah. with Kevin Costner gotcha. and uh, Ray Don Chong and. Um, I love Ray Don Chan. Yeah. They threw so much money at that movie with crane shots and the bikes are going around cliffs and all this stuff and everything and you look but then they tried to marry it with heart like we our movie was Married to the Heart. Uh-huh. It was about bike racing but it was also about talk. It The bike racing was so professional and so overblown and so that you lost all the heart. You lost the romance of the movie. You lost everything else in the movie. So that's what comes from having too much money, I think, sometimes with a movie. Uh, Sometimes independent movies, they find their answers in the ingenuity of the people, not in more money, not in Mm -hmm. a crane shot or in a special effect or let's get this giant star or whatever it is. There's... There's other ways of coming up with...
0: There was a short-lived breaking-away TV show where you offered that and said, yeah. I don't want to do that.
1: No, I, the only thing I ever said was, don't tell me how much money...
0: That you could have got.
1: Yeah, because I didn't have any money. I didn't make any money from breaking away. I mean, I, I was still a, you know, a scale actor, and I'd be lucky if I could get 10% for my agent, too. <sighs> I mean, it, it's it's become de rigueur now to say, oh, scale plus 10. But in those days, they just... You know I was nobody before that movie and uh, I had to then I was somebody and then I had to start worrying about what you make and agents and all of that kind of stuff before it was just grabbing at anything that you could well, get, did you, you have
0: pressure I mean? like oh I got to parlay this into the big career the big decisions? I broke
1: my leg right after Breaking Away opened Ooh. in four places <gasps> I was in traction for three months, and then I was in a wheelchair for months and months. And I made uh, "Fade to Black" with the new thing they had. I don't know; it's probably old hat now. But was a plaster uh, cast with hinges in it. So I made that whole movie with a cast that went all the way up to here, all the way down. Oh my to God! There.
0: You you broke your leg on a bicycle?
1: No, uh, water skiing, hmm. and so it was a little. It was a little fucked up thing for it to oh. have happened. I mean, my big P- People magazine article, I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> you
4: know? I got a I look for that. that. So did you have to turn down like a lot of stuff while you were still there, hot?
1: It's not exactly turning down. It's like pursue. your agent doesn't want to totally kill you. So when you can't, unless something comes down the line for somebody with a giant, three giant brakes or four brakes How in did legs. you
2: break at water skiing?
1: Um, I went out with my brother and this kid, And, um... He started, I was up and doing it, and he started taking wakes. See, the bad thing about me is everybody thinks I'm this major athlete because I did a s- surfing movie called California Dreaming. Oh, right. I did the running with the chariots of fire, the breaking away. I think there's some other athletic thing that I did, too. I never did a fucking thing to school, you know what I mean? I went to, 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 to square dancing class instead of gym, you know? I made baskets instead of basketball, you know what I mean? I was in the art department. I was on the mask mime you know I was trying to get in the show I didn't give so a there was shit stunts about with these the people advice. that hated me I didn't want to be with them I wanted to be with the theater nerds you know what I mean and so I was so my sweet revenge was I get to do all these sport things and get a paycheck whereas all oh, you <laughs> idiots got nothing <laughs> in school I got a career I was bad
0: and... <laughs> in sports but no one would buy me as a sports guy in movies no. so you were able to trick them
1: yeah, totally, oh. I did all, most of that shit in Breaking Away too.
0: You did all the bicycle riding.
1: Yeah, they they got they had like the biggest bike champ in the world who was from Bloomington. His name mm-hmm. is Gary Rybar. Be my double. They dyed his hair and he had a big nose like me and everything. <sighs> we just w- would go out together and he would he would imitate my style and I would imitate his style, and we got it so that the intercutting was pretty good. So the one question is. But what? I did all the stunts. I picked the book up off the ground. I right. The back of that. Fucking and
0: what truck. about when cars almost hit you? Remember? Yeah, going- we
1: would go down hills, pouring with rain. These long shots of the whole of everybody going down the hill. I don't know why I even had to be in the shot. <laughs> Could they, couldn't they have had somebody else? But you know, a hundred guys doing, going down a big hill, they slapped a filter on them because it was raining. And they would have us go down these giant hills, having never driven down the hill before. So there's rocks and there's <gasps> sticks and there's all kinds of shit on the road. And I'm on a bike, that mozzie weighed about eight pounds. It was, you know, it weighed as much as a bag of pretzels. It had so you hit a rock on a racing bike, an aluminum racing bike, it'll take the bike down. You know, you can't the kind of rims I had on that that bike were not for the street. They weren't street rims. So it was
0: very dangerous. Are you guys bike riders? Have you ever done that?
2: I spin. Oh, yeah. I ride a bike that goes nowhere.
0: I'd be, I'd be <laughs> such I'd a like, pussy to, to ride in L.A. or any city.
1: I used to uh, ride to work in New York, which was pretty daunting.
0: I used to ride around New York. Yeah. That's ballsy, man. I wanted to ask you. I had a
2: Vespa. What's that? A Vespa. I
0: don't know what that
1: is. A, a motor scooter. Little, it's a oh. A cool motor scooter.
0: scooter, actually. Oh, my God.
1: I drove yeah. one in break and, and faded black. Oh yeah, yeah, with Marilyn on the back. I want to see well, if They're you fine. get it
4: in. You please let me know. Save that for I'll me. I'll
1: loan it. Oh, you get, Are you still? No, I
4: don't have it. Yeah, oh, I mean, we're not going to get it. If he's got it, get it from him. What? Fade to black. You're not going to get it. Well, I'm probably. It's again, it's rare. You know, oh, okay. Yeah, what exactly. about Fellini the cat? I love cats. Was yeah.
0: he fun to work with on the set?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: There was a cat in Breaking. Well, right.
1: I had. A, I used to travel with two cats. Get out of here! They yeah. don't like to. I'm travel. a dog man
0: now. I love dogs, but I dogs. have. Dogs.
1: I should have brought my dog here. Uh, I always.
0: I always bring. My I'm dog. like a grandparent, where I don't want to be the parent, but I love bumping into them at the Grove. You know. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, come yeah. here! Yeah, and yeah. I. I yeah. love that. I'm not even trying to pick women up. It's so sincere. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I'll go to every dog. It's not like an agenda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of dog do but you have? But then
1: you're kneeling beneath them, and it's okay. You get um, to look up. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, what kind of dog do you have? <laughs> uh, oh, I hate to say it. Why? He's a Chihuahua. Not cute. I know.
4: But so Why so you, my it? dog is my life.
1: I had a Dachshund before this, and he was my life. Someone is he was so my life. Someone's
0: he, coming to teach me how to give my cat IVs. I still am mm. intimidated. Yeah, kidney, kidney stuff, so it's His not cat's fun. 19. Yeah, uh, 19. His buddy's 19. Mm. Wow, but I, I, uh, I wow, never... Wow, you've
1: kept him alive for 19 years. Good she, for yeah, you. Yeah, she. yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate to travel. Good?
0: She's got kidney problems. She's peeing the bed, so... When she goes or something, Amber used to sell mattresses. So you'll maybe help me buy a new I mattress.
1: I got a great rescue if you're looking after. Once you get over your breathing period. Oh
0: yeah, this just there's, there's those pet people that will never get another pet. They never want to go through it again or get one right away. I may want to, I may want to travel, be a hippie in Italy, yes. see Mifolini, smoke pot, <laughs> go to Colorado, yeah. Yes. yeah,
1: fall asleep with a joint in yes. your mouth. <laughs> oh no, no, Fuck the it's... cat and the dog. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, I I looked for a year after my dog died in the middle of the night I was trolling the internet like some kind of crazed perv only I was looking at dogs all over the country rescue dogs and then I saw the face of this dog but I couldn't tell what breed they said it was a terrier so I went okay so I arranged to meet the dog and it turned out to be a chihuahua and I thought a shaking yapping oh god no and he's not like that at all. He's just totally cool. They make uh, life worth living. Yeah, I've, uh, Mickey Rourke has always got a chihuahua with him, and uh, he found the key, I think, to his, to his. Uh, they make you want to, to, to stay his alive. Yeah, Billness. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. You are a sweeter than Dave Stoller. The, the definitive Dave Stoller moment in the movie is when his dad was a car salesman and cheating people. You're going, Dad, we can't do this. <laughs> you promised. But it So how could that be a, a cliche Goomba Saturday Night Live guy if you were so sweet you wouldn't let people rip him off? I don't, you know, know, what th- I don't off.
1: know what they thought. I don't know what they thought uh, with this, the way they had envisioned this character. Everybody was so proud, too. They gave me, yeah, she, you should give your Polaroids when you're in movies. You know, when you get all the costume and stuff, they give, give you an extra one so you could have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, this is my character. I look like, do you remember when Lily Tomlin did an Iranian cab driver? <laughs> long, long time ago. No, oh, you mean one, do one a of her male characters? character, yeah. She no, did no, no, it on no. Broadway in Search for Science of Intelligence.
4: We Life. went to the same high school. You and Lily? In Detroit. Wow. Same high school. And Dinah Ross. Not at the same time. Did they
1: get oh I was gonna say, did no. they get left back? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no. I, 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 De- Dennis, you again, I I
0: just um Yeah. Oh
1: uh, oh oh oh. Uh, there's gonna be a kind of a breaking away reunion.
0: The four are you gonna get well,
1: together? It looks like possibly. Uh, in Las Vegas for a um, the Interbike Convention wow. in Las Vegas. And it's all, that's why I was late, because it's all sort of happening at this moment. Great. And I'm on the phone. And I'm, so
0: is that a question oh, you get a lot? Are you still guys friends? Do people always ask you well, that? Well, that is,
1: Quaid and I were, were, were very close, because we did that in, uh, uh, Jim Bridges movie, 9.30.55, about the day that James Dean dies. I got to see that. So we know. were.
4: Richard Thompson? Richard Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. John Boy. From?
1: Susan Terrell.
4: Some other young actors. Uh, uh,
1: Lisa Blunt, who um, went on to win an Oscar, and she was the second lead in officer and a gentleman. She won an Oscar for a movie she produced, though. Mm. And she's passed away, I'm sorry to say. Uh, Tom Hulse, that was his That's first movie. That's what it is Tom Hulse, yeah. Dennis Quaid and me, it was our yeah. first film. i got
4: to see that. Yeah. Now, is that on DVD? Yeah. It is. It's an archive thing, so it is kind of rareish, but it is available.
1: But you don't rent movies it's, at moment. It's a strange movie that doesn't quite work. Jim Bridges, who went on to become a, a very storied director, um, he was crazy about James Dean, as so many guys were. And the day that he found out he died, he bought a motorcycle and a red jacket, and he drove it to Hollywood. And there used to be a place right where Sunset Marquis, where the Sunset 5 is on Sunset. Sure. It wasn't Schwab's, but there was a cheaper, rattier place around the corner on Crescent Heights, long since demolished. And where they all used to go, Marty Landau, James Dean, uh, who was the guy that was
4: the rebel. Um, Dennis, Dennis Hopper?
1: No, Johnny Huma was the
4: rebel. Oh, and, the uh, TV actor. Uh, I know you're talking about. He was in. He had a little part in Rebel Down Cause, right? Who's talking yeah. about? Um, Sal Nick, Nick
1: Adams. Nick Adams. Yeah. yeah, all those guys. Dennis Hopper. All those guys used to hang at this place because it was cheaper than Schwab's. He went right to there. He drove there, and Dennis Hopper got him a job. He walked in with the fucking red jacket, and instead of being offended because they were all Dean's friends, they took this kid in. And uh, he became a f- wonderful director, Jim Bridges. He wrote, uh, d- he directed China Syndrome, um, um, uh,
4: Urban Cowboy,
1: Urban Cowboy yeah. uh, Paper Chase, yeah. fantastic yeah. movies Jim Bridges has done. It's only yeah. because of him dying early that...
4: Uh, we both, uh, Dennis, me and you both uh, did an episode of Pacific Blue.
1: Oh, you're kidding. That's With the nice. Lucky Vanos?
4: Mine was uh, with uh, uh, Mario Lopez. Wow! <laughs> the one about Venice bike cops. Uh, I was one was hacker. God. What was I? I don't know. I didn't. I just. I just noticed <sighs> that. Wow. wow.
1: It's bad when you can't remember the stuff you did. For any
0: last questions from anyone? Um, from Mike or, or Gino? Yeah. I actually do have a question. Oh, sure. cool. Um
3: w- Was there any parts that you uh, turned down that you regretted, or that you auditioned for uh, early on that you wish you would have got? That, that you. Yeah, didn't?
1: Luke Skywalker. Yeah, for wow. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, ordinary people. Um, I spent. Jeez. <sighs> I don't know four weeks or something like that with Redford um, in a room talking about me and my life and everything, and um, yeah, um, and uh, I made mean, the biggest mistake in my life. I've um, water skiing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. No, he uh, he, after like this intense time together. I mean, we talked about everything. Uh, I talked about. Uh, I said, what about you with the good-looking stuff? Did that ever get in the way? You seem like somebody who wants to be an artist. So I mean, we're talking like turkeys you know, to each other. He's telling me heartfelt stuff and everything. And then at the end of the thing, and we really, you know, the day my mother died, we're talking about all this really heavy-duty personal stuff, me as well as him. And I formed a real bond with him. And on the last day I saw him, he said, come on now, you wouldn't tell me, but tell me come on we're friends now how old are you oh god and he said it so quickly like that that i just said but well, i answered like oh my god
0: just before the internet when they could out, look it up
1: and it turns out that yeah
0: so it, that's a big cock block for me the internet it, with it, women <laughs> totally it turns it
1: it, it 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 um yeah, well... So,
0: so you meaning so you were too, he, too old to too be old. No,
1: so it turned out that my agent was best friends with the casting woman who was working on the movie. And she said, why did he get dropped like a hot potato? And she said, why did he tell him how old he was? He said it was a lock for the part. She said, he left, he came into my office, Dennis left, he came into my office and said, find me Dennis Christopher, only really 18. Oh, my God. How old were you? I had just finished being in a movie where I played an 18-year-old breaking away. And it was a giant success. So <laughs> the year, but Ordinary People was a year after breaking away. Mm. So I guess I aged horribly. All the cocaine and the
4: heroin mm-hmm. that I was using. But probably. Timothy Hutton wasn't really a teenager, was he? He was in his 20s. Nobody
1: is. Yeah, right, exactly. No fucking buddy is. Really. They should have
4: got the kid from 8 is Enough or something.
1: No, but, you know, you talk about... That's what I mean. It. it, it they turn into kind of like... Uh, It was like good good, the cops. Like like here is my here is my sin, you know what I mean? Nobody comes out a winner. You didn't get the part. They sound like assholes for not getting it. You were too honest. I know.
0: People say you could tell me anything, then you'll say things. Oh my God. I remember some woman was like opening up that she goes, I, I wish I, I wanted to have a broken arm when I was a kid. Goes, me. You know what I wanted? I wish I had glasses. So I mm. tried to, holding my eyes. I want this. She goes, that's sick. So uh, someone opened up. Then I opened up, and she said I was sick. All right, that's, that's the same thing. <laughs>
1: I've always wanted glasses when I was a kid.
0: I, I wanted attention. I wanted them to say, you need glasses. It's nuts. I wanted to look smart. Oh, well, now you, you do. You Mind can't you see now. Know. I have to get glasses to find my glasses. <laughs> Any other questions, Gino, before we wrap up? No,
3: this has been great.
0: Isn't yeah. it? Thank guy, you so much.
3: Um, what,
0: yeah, This is with doing a hiatus, even in you know, a sponsor. I'm saying these words as if I'm important, but... Uh, <laughs> Do you, li- do you live in L.A. or I, New York? I
1: live in New York, but I spend a lot
0: of time Okay, because we're going to do more live shows, so we'd love you to come. Because I know you saw the Sklar Brothers live yeah, or something. Yeah.
1: That's where I met I you. I love those guys.
0: Right, right, right. So we, we, we do this podcast. We did something with Fred Willard, Dave Keckner, uh, oh. a lot of fun people.
1: We did a live show. We had fun with the Sklar Brothers. They, they're funny guys. And mm-hmm. they, they got me... Going oh they got I'm, you to go on stage and I, no no show? no 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 they got me really silly in the podcast I mean we were barely yeah, see I got, I got were I get coming out to of the, our noses we were like oh see this yeah you know, this is too serious Maya. no well <laughs>
2: hey. of course Fred will take that as like, an like, an like a, a, I want to be more you. like the Sklar
0: brothers can't you I'll be Randy, you be Jason come we'll on
1: each
2: hey I didn't
1: go up to the Sklar brothers and introduce myself did I no no I went up to you. See, Squaw Brothers? People you know like what? The Let's the talk sincerity. about you People for a minute. Hold on like a second. You're funny and hysterical and very dry. Thank you. I need a few more adjectives. But no, I'm just you <laughs> are incredibly real and sincere in your work. Thank Every you. time I've seen you, as strange as the character might be, you believe it and you kind of feel for this guy that's
0: what I love about your character well you're
1: the same way which made me feel like it was okay I could come up to you and say Aww. something to you because then you wouldn't spit on me or something you know, I'll give me a dirty last, look
0: you know. I'll tell you one last story and then I know you guys want to go um, these guys I thought they wanted to try to produce a, a show with me but they hijacked my life they said this guy's writing it I go shouldn't I write about my own life and and they were really like bullies so so this guy was writing about being the character actor guy and one scene was a guy go, are oh, you Fred Stoller? I go fuck off I would not do that. My my joke is when people recognize me to go, I don't mean to bother you then I'm bothering them. It's like, and like they go, hey, we gotta go. I, I'm so s- glad someone broke up the isolation. They go, this guy's weird. I go, so, have you You like the grove, huh? And I'm following them. So, I'm accessible. I'm like, I, they approach me, then they get scared. So, uh, it's, it's like a, it's,
1: it's like but, a, a weird kind but of you, Woody Allen. Do you but you want to, I'll tell you something. I want more. No, but I'll tell you, you something
0: mean. funny. I think I'm a nice guy, but once in a while, like this guy this neighbor used to work on cruises as a musician. So, someone he said, Oh, this comedian. I said, I, Fred's my neighbor. I go, Oh, yeah. What'd he say? I thought, Oh, I thought he'd go, Freddie, I love him. He goes, That. Bastard, trying to talk to my girlfriend at the bar. He's an asshole. So I was just assuming. Go, oh, Freddie's a great guy. So uh. even if you think you're a great guy, you're gonna get people pissed off. You're off. You're not on Facebook and Twitter. But I'll make some joke and people won't talk to me, or I'll just say something kidding around. So even though I think people I'm a good guy, there's so people that hate me.
2: Mad at him. It's so random. The people Why? who like. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, my sense of humor is saying things that sound like they make sense, but they don't. But well, you know, well yeah. Like, our event. Yeah. You know, you're
1: very. Dr- Eye though, uh, yeah. and you got to be a little smart to get you.
0: I'm not the brightest. No. Oh, no, I, thought I, I thought you meant. I thought you meant I have to be smart. Well, <laughs> okay. And there you
1: just got the the, the next leg.
0: Oh. Um,
2: well, you just have to realize that he's joking.
0: Right. People think people think I'm being passive aggressive, a hostile when I'll say something like, "Hey, like Amber gets it." I'll say like, "Yeah, Amber, like yeah, you like uh, Dave's girlfriend. You go get me into Fellini. I use Amber that way, and people go, "No, you don't." You know.
2: And. And I'm, yeah. That
0: People, you, I got I got nervous. I got nervous because if I don't get a text returned within an hour, I think I got them mad. Oh. So, so, Amber, um, I, I sent a, f- a joke as a video where I said crop her legs she thinks she's fat and then I go oh no I was got Amber mad that she thought I was making fun that she's self conscious no and I thought it was
2: hilarious right
0: but I'm saying but if I don't get a text I've gotten people mad anytime I don't get a text return I assume I did something all I said was I'm going to see Dennis Christopher today you knew that I, he was the one that when my boyfriend broke up with me breaking you know what I'm saying yeah. I've gotten people mad <laughs> by anything that's a a
2: hat
4: company
0: yeah you're yes.
2: That all of a sudden, yeah.
0: I, I Do you ever get that way? You think you got someone mad? Yeah, it's because the, I have, by innocent stuff. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. oh
2: yeah, If someone doesn't respond yeah. to a text right away, yeah. you go. Uh, oh, sometimes. they're pissed off. It depends off. on who it is. It right. depends, like I don't know. So well, let's I don't make a back a, until I'm ready.
0: Let's make a. Yeah,
2: sometimes I gotta breathe. Sometimes if I'm you're driving, ever mad at me, I don't
0: I'm... be mad at me from a text, okay?
2: I'll call you.
1: I what can, can I, I get about all the texts I have returned now? Jesus
0: God. Wow. Well, you guys were great. I'm glad, Gino. Oh, Sean, did oh, you enjoy yourself? Oh, oh. I right. am on dream Twitter. Dream come true. You are. Yes. Yeah. No. No. You're a Twitter and yeah. follow my Twitter. His Twitter, Twitter has humanity. D
1: e n n i s c h r i s t o. And then the number four. yeah. Okay. I'll. Dennis Christo four. If
0: you put Dennis Christopher, it pops up. Oh. You can find me on Tinder. Okay. <laughs> I get Tinder and Grinder mixed, mixed up. Grinder. Grinder.
2: Grinder. <laughs> I heard there's one
0: for <laughs> hugging. The
1: bisexuals, Grinder and Trinder.
0: I don't know any of these things. I'm not saying, oh, I don't, you know, I'm too good for the internet for dating. I just, you know... Don't know what anything is that... I would never... I. It would be so exhausting to do a profile and then you meet them and oh. then redo the... pro. I know that people, they, they're so busy doing their profiles they don't realize they're lonely. They have the illusion they're not lonely because they're always, you know, get, returning, you know, Grinder or stuff. But, you know, what else? I mean... It's all okay. good, you know? All right, we gotta go. We gotta go. Thank you, Gino. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Thank, Thank you. you, Dennis. Thank you. Uh, all, please Bye, support everybody. the merch, Thanks. all things comedy. Bye. Bye.